Welcome to IntelliKey Leadership Stories. We're here to discuss IntelliKey, this principle of IntelliKey, which is an opportunity for conscious leaders from around the world to share their experience on how they have achieved their own personal IntelliKey, their highest potential, while committed to continuing to grow and expand themselves and support others. Here's your host, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stenson. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to IntelliKey Leadership Stories. And Kirsten and I are just so glad to be bringing you these stories of entrepreneurs doing good in the world. And our guest today is just one of those people, and we can't wait to talk to Dee Williams. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Dee is a founder, and she's the CEO of a company called Identifies Consulting. And within that, there's some other platforms, one called Reskillify, one that I love called Individual Audacity. Dee's focus is to lead the leaders. She's showing them and giving them the tools and not only the inspiration, but the actual working knowledge to start their business, grow their business, all in the staffing industry. Dee, tell us a little about what you're doing these days. Yeah, I appreciate you for allowing me to be here, first of all. I'm really excited, um, and thanks so much. So listen, staffing is probably one of the most, you know, I would say lucrative business models, but it's also one of the most heartfelt, needed business models. It's social justice, social meaning, I guess is another word you can use for. It's one of those businesses where you're impacting lives in a major, major way. And then it's a legacy type of business as well. And if for people who don't know what staffing is, if you've ever heard of a temp agency or a headhunting agency, we do a play on that and a little bit of all of that into one. And we help match great people into great jobs with um, amazing companies all across the globe. And so I am lucky enough, I've been in the industry for over 25 years. I know I look great. And, um, (laughs) And so I've had the ability to work in the recruiting and staffing industry from a lot of different capacities. And one day I set out on my own journey to start my own staffing business and I made failures, you know, I made a lot of mistakes and then I win, you know, a lot of wins. Over time, I started to teach and coach and train other staffing agencies. Like I was actually, and I still do, but we'll go into other companies and help train their recruiters and so forth. And then a few years ago, I, people kept asking me, what do I do for a living? And I told them I have, I train staffing agencies and they're like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to start a staffing business, a temp agency. Oh my gosh, I've always wanted to start a temp agency, you know? And I'm like, really, really, really? And, um, (laughs) and so then I just started teaching classes online and now not only do I teach classes, but I travel all over the globe and I work with people one-on-one hands-on and showing them actually how to build their business, how to work in the business. And it has been one of the most rewarding experiences I've ever had in my life. Well, and I, I get the sense in watching so many of your videos, D. And uh, folks, if you need an injection of happiness, joy, and success in your day, just, just tune into D's videos, uh, Facebook Lives, etc. There's a sense of purpose, yeah. celebrating these people's success. You know, it's not just hooray, you did a good job. But I mean, this is their livelihood now and it's their dream. And and you're just lifting that up in such a special way. 
Yeah, I absolutely love that. And we have so many people that from so many different backgrounds that come into the staffing business. Um, we have people who are police officers, who are lawyers, who are doctors, who are nurses, who are project managers. And then, and then we have people who are like, you know, I am a house mom. I'm trying to figure it out. I want to do something with my life. I think our youngest staffingpreneur is 19. We have another one that's like 22. Their parents investing in them to start their own business. You know, we have grandmoms. We have, I mean, everyone who is looking to give back and to actually create something more for themselves, be their own entrepreneur, take control of their futures, their careers, their family. They come into this community and yeah, I love all over there. They say I'm Mama D because, <laughs> you know, if you're doing things right, I'm loving on you. And if you're not doing it right, I'm coaching you. And, you know, I have, my community is a family. So I, that's another thing that I actually, you know, I, you, you see, I, guess you can really feel that energy when you come to my videos, but we're definitely a family. We have been together. Most of my clients don't leave. So we've been together for since 2014. And so we've had, you know, births, deaths, marriages, divorces, <laughs> you know, it's like any family, right. All while you're building your business and growing your business. And it is just beautiful to see people go from, you know, D I'm out here on a wing and a prayer to, you know, oh my gosh, I have, you know, put 50 people into jobs and I'm also now a multimillionaire. It's mm -hmm. just a beautiful, it's a beautiful experience. And yes, I celebrate everybody. <laughs> That's, it's so good. You know, and as I was telling you, uh, Kirsten and I, we, you know, with this podcast is mainly about leadership and helping other people achieve their soul's potential, their soul's yeah. purpose. You yeah. know, it's not just, I just want to achieve my objectives for the year. But it's yeah. like, I, I'm going deep and we got a big vision. Do, do you find that that's what brings people together as that thing yeah. you're describing? I want to read something to you. Um, somebody sent this text message to me the other day and I was working and they knew I was working. And so they sent this message right here. They said, I know you're busy, Dee, but I'm watching the video on mindset and I just had to tell you how much you just feed into me. I don't want to sound weird, but that was the most anyone has ever spoke positively over my being. I'm almost in tears. I had to tell you that. Thank you. Absolutely appreciate you. Have a great day. Mm. Those are the types of messages that I get. That's that's a lot of times we are, these leaders are coming into my community and they don't even know what their true potential is. All they need is for someone to believe in them. And and if you give them a little bit of that, then then that's coming. You you see it pouring out of them. They're doing things that some of them didn't even imagine they can do, you know? It's a beautiful thing to watch them grow. We do a lot of CEO leadership training too, you know, really helping them to understand the transition from being an employee to being a leader and, and understanding what that mindset is like and what's that what that's like from a production perspective as well. Because as an entrepreneur, you're coming into your business and you're starting out working in your business, but you should be growing your business with the idea of expansion so that you can lead and you can have a team. And, you know, having that transition sometimes is not as easy as people would think. So mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a, a real, it's a whole big transformation that, 
that these entrepreneurs are going through. I mean, a huge transformation that they're going through. It's not just in their finances, but it's also in the way they think about their career, the way they think about themselves, you know, the way they think about themselves in business and how they want to grow their future. And we talk about all of that and we go through all of that. And it's, it's a transition for some and for some, they glide right into it. But the journey is beautiful regardless of, of who's on the journey. As long as I'm, I'm there to like be a part of it, I'm like that's in. Right. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, and as you know, we've been doing this series of amplifying black voices yes. where, you know, we're really trying to cross this divide, get over the me versus you, yes. understand what's going on. And I would really like to explore with you from your own personal journey, but also the journey of those uh, entrepreneurs and then maybe even the people they're placing, you know, but let, let's start with you as a black woman. What are some of the challenges slash opportunities, but, uh, you know, obstacles maybe that you felt like you really had to overcome, that you had the idea, you had the vision, but there were some inherent potholes in the journey. Help us understand that better. Yeah, I can give you one that even happened kind of recently. When I, um, before I started Reskillify last year, before COVID hit, I built a mobile app and my mobile app was called Mo Plan Do. And um, I went on tour and, you know, really built the hype up around um, my app. And I wanted to, and I built a, had a development team and, you know, it just didn't work out the way I wanted it to. But while I was building this app, I really wanted to tap into the stop and the startup world. And I was able to get in contact with a number of startup founders who were a part of some accelerators. And I would say that they really didn't take me serious, <laughs> seriously mm. at all. I felt that um, one of the guys in particular, when I showed him my deck, you know, the conversation that he had with me right off the break was like, your name is dumb. He told me right off the break. I mean, he wasn't nice at all. He's like, that's a stupid name. It doesn't have a good vibration to it. You should scratch that. Um, I don't know, like he just ripped my entire slide deck apart and he didn't help me put it back together. He just told me everything that was wrong with it. And just basically that I, if I could get it together, then I'm sure that somebody would fund you just because black women are hot in tech right now. And I was like, wow, like not, you know, because you have a great idea or not because I believe that you're capable of executing the idea, but just because it's a trend to, to invest in black women. That was very insulting to me, to be honest with you. And, you know, and I could tell that he definitely didn't have a genuine concern or he just wasn't interested. As a matter of fact, he tried to offer me a job at the end of the conversation. At the end of the conversation, <laughs> I haven't had a job in years, but he tried to offer me a job. So I was completely offended. But I also took it as, you know, he doesn't understand my worth. You know, he doesn't know who I am and what I bring to the table. And that's okay. He doesn't have to understand. Maybe it's not for him to understand, but I know my worth and um, I'm going to keep going. So while my app didn't um, succeed, my Mo Plan Do app didn't go. What came from the um, the idea of that and the failure of that was reskillify and that is going wonderful we have over you know 1400 beta tester users at this point you know the, the my communities my communities are actively using it 
giving us feedback. You know, we have purchases on the app, which is something we never got with MoPlan Do, and um, and it has become it's becoming very popular. You know, we're still building um, on the app, but we have users, we have real data that we can utilize. And so, if I did decide at some point that I wanted to go back into the startup space, you know, I have something a little bit more tangible than what I had before. Um, but and and I feel like maybe I would be taken a little bit more seriously, but it doesn't matter because now I'm all like poop the startup world. I'll, you know, generate my own. I do my own thing. There you go. I love it. Well, but it did take a lot of confidence and resilience. You know, it's like, Hey, you basically insulted me. Certainly didn't take me seriously, Uh, but I'm going to take my, you know, game and keep, keep moving. Yeah. 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 I'm not going to let somebody else define me just because he felt that way. It was his loss, you know? And then what about your staffingpreneurs? They're looking for something new and different, but but are also some of them saying, hey, I want to be my own boss because I I don't think I've been treated fairly. Or again, I'm not trying to put words in their mouth. Just share with me what you feel like those experiences. Definitely. A hundred percent. I've got a gentleman. um, I talk about Steven. He, Stephen actually is a single dad out of Delaware, um, three children. He's raising on his own. He, When he first started with me, he was a butcher in a grocery store making $13 an hour. He makes half a million to a million dollars a year. And he's now his own boss, his own entrepreneurs. That's a really big deal to go from working in a grocery store to owning your own staffing business, taking people in your community that you used to work with and now putting them to work is amazing. I have another gentleman that is in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. He was actually imprisoned. And when he came home, he had a very hard time finding employment. Nobody would employ him. Now he employs people within his community into jobs. He does about 3 million plus a, a year in his business. Now he's an ex-offender, right? I have a young lady in Wisconsin who um, was a nurse, who is a nurse actually right now. She still does about one shift a month. She does about 50 to $80,000 a week putting nurses to work, you know, and she was working two jobs full-time busting her tail for someone else versus doing her own thing on her own. So, I mean, I can keep going. I mean, many, many staffingpreneurs from so many different backgrounds and situations, all having their own journey. You know, I have another young lady who wrote a book about breaking up with corporate America and because she um, in particular was definitely discriminated discriminated against with on her job you know and not just as a woman but as a black woman and um, she left and she started her own staffing business making hundreds of thousands i think she's going to be well on her way to her first million this year and so like many people many situations we see it every day but we also see these amazing individuals coming in and empowering themselves and being allowing themselves to be empowered to take control and to start their own thing you know this is what i live for this is what i get out of bed for every day yeah great stories yeah and then i guess the third uh, piece of that is the people who actually get placed i love your story about you know i couldn't get hired so i started my own company now i place people you know the, the the impact on the community must be uh, tremendous and also very rewarding. 
It's tremendous because I, so as a coach, being as though these entrepreneurs are working through me, I get to impact communities all across the world. So that to me is the most um, humbling experience ever. But each individual staffingpreneur, depending on what community they're in, depending on what industry they're in, Anytime you're able to match someone into a brand new opportunity, you are impacting the way they eat, where they sleep, uh, what they drive, what they wear. You know, you're taking them from pork and beans and hot dogs to mashed potatoes and steak. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. You know, you're covering now, they're able to cover their childcare or their medical benefits, or maybe even pay for their parents' bills or benefits. You know, you never really know how that one one little thing that you say, which is, um, you got the offer. I mean, that's, those are the magic words. You got the offer, how that can impact somebody's life. You know, it, and it is the most, some people are crying. Some people are cocky and they're like, oh, I already know I got it. You know, I knew I had it from the time I walked out of the interview. D, you didn't have to tell me, you know, <laughs> it just depends on the individual, but you know, everybody is impacted. It is a rippling effect. And wow, just the different types of positions that these people are recruiting for are so vast that we get to touch so many different types of lives from warehouse to doctors and physicians, brain surgeons, I mean, anything, officers, anything you can imagine, you know, we're placing positions, we're placing people in jobs. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I think I used the word ripples, but boy, that sounds like waves. That's a tsunami waves. of effect. That's not little ripples, right? Globally, globally. And, and I mean, if you can feel the energy of what I'm saying to you and how massive um, the impact is, um, you can only imagine um, being, being the coach and, 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 and helping these people every day. I know what the effects of my work is doing, mm -hmm. clearly. Yeah. yeah. And you're really giving me a sense, that, and I wanted to, to touch on this. You know, the, right now it's a hashtag, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would really, I guess, if we were sitting across the table at that Panera that you're at, uh, but you say, you know, this is a different, this is bigger than, they're just literal life. But I mean, this is how people live. This yeah. is their job. This is their livelihood. This is their family. Um, yeah. But if we're sitting together and you say, you know, Mark, this is what you need to understand about our community. This is why Black Lives Matter yeah. really do, does mean so much more than just it, maybe a bumper sticker and a protest sign. Oh, it definitely does. I mean, the energy that chocolate people bring to the community is um, is nothing like any anything else. It's it's, and and listen, everybody brings a level of energy, right? There's no question about it. I think that, and and I can really only speak for me as a black woman, and I'm going to just say this: the level of authenticity, the energy, that energy of love, that energy of knowing, of being. I believe that's something that my brothers and sisters bring every time they come to the table as well. The diversity of mindset, the diversity of heart set, because that's something we try to walk away from, like just being human, the humanity in someone, the diversity of that, bringing that into the, to the, into the atmosphere is something that's 100% needed. You know, one day I sat down, I'm going to tell you, my boss, I went into work one day. This is a true story. I went into work one day. My car wasn't working. The brakes, my boss had to pick me up from the dealership and take me into work this particular day. I ended up quitting my job 
that day. I had no intentions on quitting my job going into work that day. But I quit my job because my boss didn't appreciate me. He didn't value me. He said that I was only good to recruit. You're only good to stay there. And I was like, no, I want to train. I've already been training everybody in the company. It's something I'm really good at. Every time you all put me up there to train, the company makes millions of dollars. I would like to have a title. I need you all to respect me enough to give me a title where I can have part training title and part recruiter title. No, we no, 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 just be a recruiter. That's where you make money for the company. You just be a recruiter. And so, yeah, I left. I decided to do something different. And he did that. My boss did that because he said that um, nobody would ever buy training from me. And I said, you know, like, how do you know that? <laughs> Why would you say that? How do you know that? He laughed at me like, <laughs> Kind of like that. I'm like, what? <laughs> why, why would you do that? But it lit a fire in me. Like, you know what? I can go and train other companies. And, you know, I did that. Within a month's time, somebody called me and was like, I heard you were training. And next thing you know, I have a clientele. That happened in 2011. At the end of 2011, it's 2020. And my business is flourishing. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally do. So, it's like all it takes sometimes is that little bit of fire for somebody to put up under your belt to say, you know what, you ain't good enough. It's like, okay, let me show you. Let's show you, I'm right. <laughs> exactly. But you know, and you're also talking about, you know, there's diversity among people, yeah. but there's also diverse uh, talents inside of each of us, right? I think yeah. about some of your candidates, they go into an interview and they say, oh, we love your well-rounded experience. We love all your hobbies. We love yeah. your spirit. And then they come into the job and they say, we just want this one thing and we want you to do this one right. thing every day. It's like, well, you're, you're really limiting me. You're narrowing my scope of contribution. Yeah. And this must be what it feels like to be liberated then, uh, to be yeah. your own boss or your own entrepreneur in a, in a company. True. Yeah. It's, I, I'm sorry. I didn't, I, you, you got Please. me fired up. Just even saying it, you got me fired up. And, you know, I think that, that we have to end that. We have to end that stigma because it limits the, the possibilities of the companies that are out here, right? People are designed to expand period, whether it is in their skill set, whether it's in life, whether it's in body for some of us, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? but people are designed, designed to expand. And when you put someone in a role and you say, listen, this is what I need you to do, but I also need you to think about how you can make this easier, how you can make this better, how we can be more efficient in this. You allow that person's brain to go into a whole different mindset and it allows them to, to, to really expand and that is more of a benefit to a company than it is someone coming in doing the same task over and over and over and over and over again so heck yeah these people are super liberated when they start their own business because now they can create these ideas and i tell them i say listen when you if you look around you if you look around you right now right you got a McDonald's, you got a Burger King, you got a Wendy's, you got a Checkers, you got all of these different um, fast food restaurants. They're all fast food restaurants, but they're different versions of those, these fast food restaurants. That's the same thing with staffing. You've got all of these different types of staffing agencies out here, but none of them are going to be your agency. You bring that difference. You bring, you make it different. You make it a McDonald's or you make it a, a, a Burger King in a staffing space. And when they understand 
understand that, they start to get creative. Some of them come in and they, they have their staffing agencies and they wear a uniform. If they're a nurse, they wear the nurse coat, you know, in the lab. And that represents their brand. Some of them, they, um, they give back you know, to certain organizations or um, they have artwork in their facility. Like all of them are bringing their own um, flair, their own swag to their staffing businesses. And that diversity is what makes, what, what gives them that freedom. You know what I'm saying? It gives them that freedom. Well, that's so you good. Fired up. Well, absolutely. Well, you, you are fired up naturally. Uh, so <laughs> it does occur to me though, that I think a lot of people would listen to this interview, they would watch some of your videos and say, boy, I mean, she's positive, she's enthusiastic, she's got a big vision, uh, as if you never have a tough day. How do you manage through those adversities? You know, when, when you do get the tough call or when you do, you know, run into a roadblock? Yeah, um, lots of meditation. <laughs> and um, sometimes I vent, you know, definitely. I had a situation a, a little while ago with a young lady. She was seasoned, uh, an older older woman. And so I say seasoned and um, not very computer literate. And when you're in staffing, you have to be really computer literate. And she had, she was just having a very, very hard time catching on to the technology. And, you know, I had to call her because she was calling some of the other people in the community and a little excessively, and she still wasn't cat grasping on. So I had to call her to tell her, listen, first you can't call everybody because they're building their business. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, make, they're trying to build their business. But two, this made, and this is what I initially said to her, this business model might not be good for you. And she literally cursed me out without cursing me out. You know, she was just like, who are you to tell me? It was the first time I had ever said those words, you know, and she's like, who are you to tell me that this is not good for me? I'm going to do this. I've invested all of this money. I'm going to get it. You don't worry about it. You know, I was like, I, I really, I mean, this was a very hurtful conversation for me. And I said, you know, the thing is, is that this business requires a rhythm. You know, you have to, you have to be able to catch on to the technology. You have to be able to move at a certain pace and you're not moving at a pace. And she says, as God is my witness, I'm going to make this business and it's going to happen. And she had so much conviction in her voice that it pierced my soul. And so I said, I really went into a different mode. I said, yes, ma'am. You said, I said, you know, I'm going to give you a call back in a couple of days. How about we just take a break and just kind of breathe through this? And I got off the phone and I was going into the chiropractor's office and I, he asked me, he's like, how's your day going? I was like, my day is great. And I just started bawling. Like I literally just started bawling. Like my feelings were so crushed. And now I'm like telling him what's happening. I was like, I don't want to hurt her feelings. I could, you know, I'm just like crying or whatever. And then maybe two days later, she called me and she said, first, I want to apologize for yelling at you. She said, I know that that took everything in you to tell me that. And I said, first, I want you, I want to let you know that I appreciate you being honest with me and upfront because many people wouldn't have the heart to even do that. Um, second, Again, I apologize for yelling at you. I said, it's not that big of a deal. I said, but I've been thinking about this and I want you to know that I think you really can do this business. And I wanted to apologize to you and telling you that you could not. Maybe for you, it just, it's going to take a little bit longer than it's going to take for somebody else. So I really apologize. And she said, no, you did right by telling me. And I said, so listen, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking you should hire somebody on your behalf. 
you can still own the business. But as far as having, you know, working in the business, maybe you're not the person to build the business. Maybe you're just the person to own the business. So why don't you go and find somebody who can run the business, who can do the work that needs to be done, who can, who's very tech savvy, and then you come back and then I'll do some separate one-on-one trainings with you. Is that fair enough? She said, yeah, that's fair enough. And so sometimes a bad day can be a really bad day and you just have to sit on it a little bit and think it through and acknowledge your errors, you know, and as long, you know, and then come back. I think that um, for, for me, running a business and running a business with your, your, all of your heart and soul is really important being able to stay to keep that humanity in your business i think is really really important and so i have lots of bad days because i don't want to disappoint anybody and i want everybody to win and when i say that i mean that literally from the bottom of my heart i want to see everyone win it can be it can be a little crazy but you know you got to stick in it and and you got to get through it and each situation is a learning experience and and you grow from it and then you keep moving and that's what makes me a great coach I'm not afraid to fail i'm not afraid to mess up i'm not, you know what i'm saying and learn i love those things that's what that's what being a, a coach is about yeah, i think so and it sounds like just from that story even that that's how you know you're on purpose yeah right i mean that yeah. this is not a job it's not even just your business, but it sounds like you have a calling that yeah. you really feel that this is your life's mission. Yeah, and it's my life's mission to, to help people break that, that thought process, to break their barriers. You know, I'm not, I'm not a Tony Robbins where I get people to break their fears by walking on fire. I don't, I don't get that. That's, I don't get that opportunity. That's not what I do, but I do help them break their fears. You know, I do help them see that they are capable of doing whatever God put into their heart or their mind to do. And again, I just feel like some people just need somebody to say to them, you can actually do this. And, and some people just need somebody to say and then show it to them. Mm-hmm. And I get to do both. I get to say it. I get to show them. I show them not just based on what I know, but I show them based on my experiences and based on other people's experiences. And then I introduce them to other people that I've helped so that they can see this is real and that they can do it too. And then they get fired up and then they bring their friends and family in and then they tell somebody else and they bring their friends. In. And then all of a sudden, all of these people are meeting each other, engaging with each other from all walks of life, you know, loving each other because they're all on a very similar journey, mentally, emotionally, physically it becomes, you know, because then I, because once you get around me, I'm, I'm talking about hiking and biking and staying healthy. And then they're like, oh, did eating right, you know, so it, it turns into something that just, it just becomes a beautiful thing. Yeah, much bigger. Yeah. Well, Dee, I cannot thank you enough for a great conversation. This is exactly why Kirsten and I, first of all, we love to talk to leaders, but it's also why we like to amplify black voices that sometimes, you know, we get so busy in our day to day and, and it's easy to say, you know, well, we're open-minded and we believe in social justice and, but we really need to take an extra effort uh, yeah. to reach out and, and hear stories, not only like yours, but of your your team, your family uh, as well. And we just really appreciate you sharing with it. I love that. And I think that's a great thing. And, you know, anytime you want me to come in, we can talk about anything. I'm more than happy to come back. And I'm just thankful to hear that you are open to that. I think that's a great thing. I just want to say that.
Well, thank you. We're really trying. It's, it <laughs> does take it. an extra effort sometimes. Well, our guest has been Dee Williams. She has a fantastic practice called Identifies that helps entrepreneurs build their business in the staffing and placement industries. And doing that with a tool and a platform called Reskillify, which yes. is fantastic. And obviously, you feel the energy and all the great work that Dee is doing. Dee, can't thank you enough for being our guest. Thank you, thank you, thank you everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs> and we'll definitely talk to you again soon on all those other topics. I love it. All right. <laughs> all right, thanks. You've been listening to IntelliKey Leadership Stories with your hosts, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stenson. Connect with us on LinkedIn or visit our websites, www.pureintellikey.com and www.mark-stenson.com. Thanks for listening to IntelliKey Leadership Stories.